Hey guys, Scott Short. Make sure nothing more gets you back here again. All right, in MLS numbers, uh, <laughs> 225-998. And my corporate MLS number for Mason Muffin Mortgage is 1141. Back in the reading from the book of Linda Ferrari, The Big Score, Getting It and Keeping It. We're in the good chapter now, chapter 14. This is where the lot of meat people want to know about is uh, on page 137. It's called Statutes of Limitations and the Seven-Year Reporting Period. This is where you want to play because a lot of these bad guys out there who are collectors, they try to change dates and play around. This is where we want to get our learn on. Okay, guys, let's start playing here. Okay. Okay. So we start here, page 137, chapter 14. Everyone wants to know how long negative items can really, she puts it in capitalized, capital letters, really, uh, to uh, be reported. By the time you're finished with this chapter, you will have a very good understanding of one of the most misunderstood aspects of Fair Credit Reporting Act, statute of limitations, the seven-year reporting period. Understanding the two can be the most powerful weapon you, can, you have to fight your case when it comes to, proving your credit, to improving, improving your credit score. What's the difference? Many consumers confuse the seven-year reporting period also known as the running of report period, with the statutes of limitations on time allowed to legally collect a debt. The two are very different and should be understood clearly before entering into a credit improvement plan. Here's the difference. Number one, the statute of limitation is the time period in which a creditor or collection agency has to use, has to use legal recourse, such as filing lawsuits or judgments against a consumer to collect a debt. Okay, on top of, so now we go page top of 138. I folded down a little bit, sorry. 137, Okay, number two. The seven-year reporting period is the time allowed for derogatory items to remain on your credit reports. Okay, let's read it now. Statutes of limitations, time allowed to legally collect a debt. Most derogatory debt expires. That's a good idea. <laughs> this doesn't mean that the creditor or collection agency cannot continue to try and, co and collect the debt or must remove it from your credit report. It means that they cannot file a lawsuit against you any longer or garnish your wages or bank accounts. And if the debt has expired, they cannot report it to the credit bureaus if they did not, if they did not do so prior to expiration. Different types of debt have different statutes of limitation, so it's important to understand what the different categories are when they're trying to figure out what the statute is. And, all, and although there are several categories for the purpose of this chapter, I will refer only to the types of debt that are covered at length in this book. Okay? And that's Linda Farrar saying this, not me. <laughs> okay. Open-ended accounts. These are revolving lines of credit with varying, balance, varying balances. The best example is the credit card account. Under the Truth and Lending Act, credit card accounts are always considered an open-ended account. Next one, written contracts. You agree to pay on a loan under the terms written in a document which you and your debtor have signed. Examples are auto loans and other types of installment loans. Number three, promissory notes. You agree to pay on a loan through a written contract. However, the difference between a promissory note and a regulatory written, I'm sorry, and a regu 
regular, regular, ha ha ha, regular written contract is that the scheduled payments and interest on the loan are completely spelled out in the promissory note. A mortgage is an example. Yes, promissory note. Yes, yes. And there we go. Judgments. If you have a judgment against you or your credit or on your credit report, it means that your creditor or collection agency has taken you to court, sued you, and won the case against you. Some states allow creditors to renew judgments a second time or even for a oh, bad word, in, in, uh, indefinitely, basically, indefinite period of time. This means that the creditor can hold you accountable for the debt you for a significant period of time, and even if the rest of your life. That's a long time. However, you will read below, page items must be removed from your credit report seven years from date of satisfaction or satisfied. Satisfied means when they're paid off, right? Or proven that they're not yours. <laughs> to complete, to com- no, how to complete, huh? to complicate, I can read some days, to complicate it even further, each state may have a different statute or limitations on each type of debt. In some states, it is three years for an open-ended contract, credit card, and six years for a written contract. Please, please realize that aside from the time allowed, each state also may have different laws regarding jurisdictions. For example, if you moved out of a state, the statute may stop temporarily and if you ever move back, the statute may pick up where you left off. Or if the agreement was made in a different state, the law of your, of your current state may still apply. It's best to check your state statutes required as well as those many states you might be considering to your future residence. It's important to make sure that you check all of these items before expending energy or finances on pursuing legal action against the creditor, credit bureaus, or collection agency. New paragraph. When does the statute of limitations start? The most, in most instances, the statute of limitations starts, start date is triggered by the date of last delinquency. However, state laws vary, so it's important to do your research. Example, on a credit card account, if the first 30 day late that led to a charge off or collection, that'd be you know, what they said here. So it's basically your, your examples, right, of when it could start. Number two, if it is a one-time billing, such as a medical bill or monthly billing, such as utility bills, it is on the date that the bill first became passed due, which is usually 30 days from the original statement date. If a company doesn't send it to a collection for two years, the statute will start on the first, la- the first past due date. If, number three, if it is a collection that, it, that has been sold from one company to another, the above rules still apply. They cannot renew the date of last delinquency by selling it. So that's what I call the reseasoning thing. You have to be careful of that. So some of these collection companies will say, oh, he's got it. So like, uh, no, <laughs> go back, bro. Number four, individual amounts, individual accounts that have been included in bankruptcy fall under the same rules as all other accounts. Okay, here we go. New paragraph. Renewing the statutes of limitations. In a book in a book filled with dozens of very important lessons, this is perhaps the top page 140. 
single most important one, be very careful about what you say and do when it comes to delinquent accounts or collection. Once the statute starts on an account, if you make a partial payment on it or make written or verbal promises to pay it, chances are you are reset or reseason the statute, the statute of limitation back to, to day one. Mm-hmm. I mean, the day you collect, you talk to them, they'll start from that point out seven more years, right? Uh, that's not good. That means the, collect, the creditor will be able to file a lawsuit against you or garnish your wages. And trust me, they will if they can and want to. This is a terrible mistake that consumers make every day because they just want to get a collector off of their backs. It is common practice for a collection agency to trick people into making a small good face payment. They do so because they know that once the agreement or payment is made, they can legally begin pursuing that person for collection. So the best advice I can give you is never, capital letters, Presume, uh, presume kindness from collectors. They're not your friend. They are not your friend. I thought you said that. <laughs> she said it too. They are only nice when they think they, are, they can get you to drop your guard and agree to something that will ultimately lead to, number one, a commission check for them. Number two, full payment of a debt that is no longer legally collectible. Mm. That's not good. Okay. The following tables list in years of statutes of limitations for each state that, it, that were uh, in effect at the time of the writing this book. So back in, you know, 0708 kind of thing, right? Each, uh, please remember statutes may be amended. So be sure to check your current statutes with your state. So attorney general site prior to using as legal defense in court, you can find directly links, direct links, uh, um, well, we'll try our website if it's still available. It's http colon slash slash triple w dot lindaferrari.com. It's linda, L-I-N-D-A, Ferrari, F-E-R-R-A-R-I dot com. So back when she wrote the book in 2007 or 8, the uh, statute of limitation table for California stated uh, written is four years, promissory is four years, open-ended four years, and judgment is 10 years. Okay, so there you go. We remember what we talked about earlier about which you know which ones is which reference to written versus opening the versus promissory. Okay, okay, page one forty two, seven years reporting period. Time allowed to remain on your credit report. The second time period that you need to understand is the time allowed for derogatory items to remain on your credit report. The time period legally allowed depends on the date of original delinquency of the account. The problem is most people don't keep records and prove and proving your case becomes very difficult. And when collections are sold over and over again, it becomes even more difficult to prove what that original date of delinquency was. However, if you believe the date of last activity that has been reported on the derogatory account is inaccurate, but you do not have proof, be sure to pay attention to the violations of debt processing, VOD. Well, oh, sorry, validation. <laughs> validation of debt process is this what you're looking for. I describe in chapter 18. So we're in chapter 14, so a little bit to go. In instances, the court sold, in the instance of accounts sold to collection agencies, it gives you a way to get access to the original account information. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. 
validation of debt processes. Vote made. When does the seven-year report period start? Here's the law. Fair Credit Reporting Act, Section 605, requires relating to information contained in consumer reports, 15 U.S.C., school squiggle, 1681C, small c, actually. Small c, running of reporting periods. In general, the seven-year period referred to in paragraph four and six, three, hike, right? <laughs> paragraph colon four and colon, or not colon, it's print, inside parentheses, sorry, guys. So it's print, paragraphs in parentheses four and six in parentheses, and then number three outside of parentheses, three of subsection A, small a, shall begin with respect to the delinquent accounts that is placed for collection internally or by referral to a third party, whichever is, you know, whichever is earlier, charged to profit and loss or subjected to any similar action upon the expiration of 180 days, period, beginning the date of the commencement of delinquency, which immediately precedes the collection activity, charge to profit and loss or similar situation. Definitely legalese, huh? <laughs> so let's see what Linda says here. What is the meaning of, of the seven-year clock starting, ticking 180 days from the date, month, and year of the first missed payment that led to a charge-off collection, foreclosure, or repossession. So, when you do the math, it is really seven and a half years from the last missed payment that you can expect the derogatory item to come off of your credit report. On a one-time billing-type account, medical bills, utility bills, examples, the seven-year clock begins running seven years from the date the account became past due. Even if the creditor does not send the account to collection in a timely manner, the rule still applies. In the case of last, uh, late payments on accounts that do not result in a collection or charge-off, the seven-year clock begins running on the date that they were late. It's good to know. So we're, we're, we're using real numbers, not funny numbers, right? Okay, we're still on page 143. Can the seven-year reporting period be renewed? In all, in all of many, in all, ah, in me. let me show you, sorry guys, I'm trying to open this page up here. In all of my research, that's Linda, Linda Ferrari, and years in the business, I've only seen one section of the U.S. Code that refers to how we, the seven-year reporting period, renewed. Title 20, Chapter 28, sub, subchapter 4, in Roman numerals, in Roma, Roman numerals <laughs> the Code of Education. The following section refers to the amount of time a, defa a defaulted student loan can report on the credit report. Okay. So squiggle, squiggle line, uh, 180, no, some 180, 1080, so 1080, small a, in parentheses, F in parentheses, three. In the case of the borrower who reenters repayment after default on a loan and subsequently goes into default on such loan, seven years from the date the loan entered default such subsequent time. Okay. Student loans are a different planet because you're dealing with federal debt. So they don't go away. You can't bank or you can't wash them through bankruptcy. So student loans will be there and be there and be there and still be there. <laughs> okay. Back to reading. Other than the above exception, the seven year clock cannot be renewed under any circumstance, even if the statute of limitation is accidentally renewed. 
regardless of how long a creditor waits to charge off, sell or transfer a debt, they must report the true and correct delinquent or last missed payment date, month and year, that precede the creditor's action. If they do not, they can be held liable and they know it. That's good. <laughs> Here's a law taken directly from the Credit Fair Credit Reporting Act, FCRA, and addressed, addresses the issue. So it says 605 period requirements relating to information contained in a consumer's report. In parentheses, 15 USC Squiggle Squiggle 1681C, top of page 144. Here we go. A, information excluded from consumer reports accepts, except as authorized under subsection B of the section, no consumer reporting agency may make any consumer report containing any of the following items of information. Number one, case under title, oh, sorry, cases under Title 11, United States Code, or under the Bankruptcy Act, that from the date of entry of the order of for relief or the date of, of oh, that's, that's a good word, I, I I know it's where they can't pronounce it sometimes. Ad, education. I'm saying ed, ad, ju, education. Ad, ad, adjudication. Ah, adjudication. Adjudication. <laughs> I don't like that word. It's a big word. Adjudication. A d j u d i c a t i o n. As the case may be. Antidate. Antidate. The report by more than ten years. These are some words I don't ever see before, man. These are attorney words. Cost you five dollars to read them. Number two, civil suits, civil judgments, and records of arrest that from date of entry, uh, oh, annotated, oh, annotated, 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 I guess annotated, annotated, I mean written, the report by more than seven years or until the government statute of limitation has expired, whichever is the longer period. Number three, paid tax liens, which from date of payment, annotate, 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 I guess, annotate the report by more than seven years. Number four, accounts placed for collection or charge to profit and loss, which annotate the report by more than seven years. Annotate, A-N-T-E-D-A-T-E. You guys figured it out. That's the words were driving me crazy. Number five. Any other adverse items of information other than records of convictions or crimes which annotates the report by more than seven years. Okay. Exceptions to the seven-year rule. This is important. This is the last part of our, our, our chapter. Bankruptcies can remain on your record for up to 10 years after the date of discharge. Although, in my experience, the three-year, the three credit bureaus will remove a chapter 13 Bankruptcy after, well, we were chapter 13, bankruptcy after chapter seven, after a seven year. Oh, after seven years, sorry, back it up. So on a chapter chapter seven, normally you're, you report that chapter seven on your credit report for 10 years. If you do a chapter 13, 13 maybe you create a, re, a repayment plan, right? Then that's probably going to be only on your credit for seven years. But the seven years may be, you know, seven years after you finish your plan. So it could be <laughs> a billion years. <laughs> no, just kidding. So, that's a good question. Uh, number two, federal tax liens can remain for seven years before the date paid. However, if not paid, they will remain up to 10 years. State statute liens, no, no, state tax liens, hello, 
state tax liens are different from federal tax liens. State tax liens can remain on for seven years from the date paid. However, if they are unpaid, they can remain indefinitely. Ooh, that's a long time. Additionally, state tax liens may be governed by state law. Number four, information about a lawsuit or unpaid judgment against you can be reported for seven years from the date paid or until the statute of limitations runs out, whichever is longer. <laughs> Remember, unpaid judgments can be renewed. Love that. Here we go. Page 145, the very end of the book, The Real Deal. How long before I, how long before I can have my life the way I want it? It's an important question to ask. You have probably heard the expression, time heals all wounds. Even in the impersonal world of credit, this saying holds true. The most important aspect of statute of limitations and a seven-year reporting period when it comes to, to, to credit issues is to know that they, are, that they are there and must be considered. Know how long you will have to face derogatory report, reports. Know how long you will have to deal with the bankruptcy on your record. An awareness of these important dates can be an invaluable tool that will enable you to dispute and win. You will be able to arrange your life's plans around the statutes. You will know how worthwhile it is to negotiate a deletion. You may know when to tell a creditor that no, they no longer have the right to report records. You will know how long. That's in chapter 14, and we're done for the day. Thanks for, thanks for listening. Scott Stewart, Mason McDuffie, Mason McDuffie Morgan. I can talk sometimes. <laughs> Not every day. Bye.